I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep this PG. This is probably the hardest review I'm gonna have to do. <laughs> This film, I should tell everyone, has more birdsong than a Sebastian Falks novel. It is absolute filth. And just to it get is, in early, I absolutely loved it. It is a delightful, delicious filth. So to set the scene a little bit, this is it's based on a novel. Um, it's adapted by Michael Catton Jones, who, for anyone who's not familiar, is actually like a really big up-and-coming hotshot director in the late 80s, early 90s. He directed he did Scandal. Roy, and, didn't he? Yeah, and yeah. before that, he, he broke out with uh, Scandal, which was a Palace Pictures production, um, a, yes. a production and distribution company that is one of the most fascinating chapters in British film history. Absolutely obsessed with it. That's for another thing. But So he optioned this book way back in 98 and this film actually premiered i believe at the london film festival which is where i saw it for the first time in 2019 and it's only coming out now in 2021 and it's set in 96 and it basically follows a group of school catholic school girlfriends all girls who are very rowdy very horny and very aggressive about all those things. And they <laughs> all sing in a choir and the premise is that they're all going to Edinburgh for a trip to to sing in this particular choir. You obviously all go to Catholic school, but freely they don't really care about the choir. They just want to go and, and try to <laughs> and try to have sex with as many sailors or random men as they possibly can. And I think the best... It's like a really raunchy on the town, isn't it? I, the best way to describe this film is like a 90s girly <laughs> super bad. That's what it feels like. Right. You know that brand of teenage uh, raunchy comedy where the whole premise of the film really is just to get laid? It's very rare that we see this type of film from a female perspective, from, from kind of a girl gang perspective. And it's just delightful. I rewatched it last night and it's just as delightful as the first time. And it's got, I think, one of the, the difficult things about these kind of raunchy teenage comedies is to give them heart. And this film has so much heart. The the one of the one of the characters, mm. Orla, is had been suffering from leukemia and she got better. And again, as a teenage girl would, even though she's been straddled with this impossible knowledge and acceptance of her own mortality and and also been people in their small town are reacting to her being quote-unquote, the sick girl of the town. She, she just wants to lose her virginity. She just wants to get laid, and also in a very specific way that I will not reveal because it's one of the, the, right. the big the big clenching points of the film. It's the um, eye-opener, isn't it? It really yeah. is. And the tensions and the dynamics between the girls are so great. Every single performance is absolutely on point. It never veers into cheesiness. It never veers into too muchness. And the way that, you know, this is, I think this is very specific to all friendship groups, but particular to girl, uh, to girl friendship groups where there's always factions within a group. You know, you have your, your best friend within a larger group of, of girlfriends some allegiances, some tensions, some conflicts, secret truths that you never really tell each other. And this film really captures all of them. And it goes into, you know, it's it's a, there's a big, a, a dare I say, revival, or there's a big nostalgia for the 90s, I think, right now. And this film kind of manages to right. both be very much set in that period, but without hamming it up 
without really going very over the top. Let's go all beyond retro on the 90s setting. No, no, this is just about um, certain circumstances, but that's more cultural context than anything else. I think these girls could as easily be Gen Z as they are, um, I guess, Gen Xers in in this film. But it's it's beautiful. It's heartwarming. It's raunchy as all hell. Absolutely do not take um, your kid siblings or anything like that to this but i i would absolutely have a love to see this film at a sleepover yeah. with girlfriends let them discover it on their own yeah yeah absolutely exactly this is exactly the film you discover at underage at the age of 14 or whatever and and just absolutely lap up it's um it's interesting i mean I, I, i'm aware that we're, we're both using the word raunchy like a couple of you know repressed supply teachers <laughs> but uh, the fact is it's a oh, it's, speak a, for it's yourself, a really Lucas. well you know no, I, I shall. Uh, it is a sweet film at heart, though. And I, I think, uh, although the kind of references to things like Superbad are totally right, if you've seen things like Sex Education on Netflix, you know, the, 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 you'll be used to the, you know, the frankness of teenagers talking. And the real heart of the film is, is lies elsewhere. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's friendships on the cusp of adulthood. It's a bit of a... A coming of age movie that that kind of that final summer that it's got a sense of that final mm. special summer of friends yes. before they go their separate ways maybe through you know mm. one of them going to university one of them getting pregnant and and I, I I'm gonna sound uh horrendously middle class here but this is a this is one of those films that's a real celebration of, of working class life it's a real celebration of working class life um but I mean it and you realize that outside uh, it is very rare to see films, especially period films, which this effectively is, uh, focusing on working class life outside of London and the southeast. And in that in that sense, this reminded me of Alan Parker's The Commitments to some extent. Uh, films that, um, you know, really just get under the skin of a community. And in this case, uh, a small community, because this is partly set in Edinburgh, but it's mainly set in Fort William, which, you know, is this is, mm -hmm. is this naval base. And you have these extremely sort of phallic shots at the beginning of submarines breaking the waves. And, uh, uh, and, and the, the cinematography, I thought, was beautiful. It has a lot of kind of Catholic imagery and, as Anna said, a very, very uh, shocking, um, kinky Catholic fantasy, which you sort of think is just going to be mentioned but never gone through with on film, and then it does, and it takes a lot to shock me. But that was a that that was a moment where I kind of thought, "Wow, this film is really." Well, I thought I thought it happy. was I thought it was incredibly embracing of uh, yeah. the the burgeoning teen girl sexuality, and I think they all the characters. I think this is down to the performances as well. Spoke about it in a way that never feels um, kind of like it's playing it for laughs excessively. Some of the scenes are, but I think that's also very genuine to the teen girl experience. And that kind of last summer sensation that you were mentioning, I think is incredibly accurate. And it really reminded me of this deep, like annoyingly underseen 90s film called Now and Then, which also is very... Mm explicitly kind of about the last summer in a group of of preteen girls and that those tensions that exist they really reminded me of that kind of in the in the spirit that is trying to capture and yeah it's great fun it's got a lot of heart i really really recommend people watch this and and i think for for anyone who's known or been a teenage girl this is gonna <laughs> hit all the right notes
I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Abigail Laurie, the actress who plays Fanula in this. Um, she's mm. a wonderful character who's who's sort of exploring her own identity kind of through the film. And uh, I did Abigail's first ever uh, show about seven years ago. We were both in a show called The Casual Vacancy, which was an adaptation of J.K. Rowling's book. And, uh, and it was Abigail's first thing. And I think she was only about 17. And I vividly remember I, I, I was playing Michael Gambon's son and the producers in the middle of our scenes would be talking about this amazing young girl, uh, Abigail Laurie, who was, who was playing this character. And, uh, and me and Mike would say, what's going on? Because our, our scenes never intersected. And then um, I watched a screening and I, I, I saw what all the fuss was about. They were so excited to have uncovered this, this brilliant young actor. And six, seven years on, you know, uh, Abigail's just maturing into this formidable force. So it was, it was particularly gratifying for me to sort of see her sort of, you know, ruling in, in a film that in itself kind of rules. And uh, I'm going to say it now is on the shortlist for my film of the week. Um, but anyway, that is mm. Our Ladies, which is out hopefully everywhere or in as many places as possible uh, this coming week.